running has always brought me so much joy. And I think when I have running consistently in my life, it again, makes me a better person, which is again, bringing it back to one of the reasons why my goals for running this year are starkly different than maybe the last couple of years, because I simply need to lean into this joy that I've had recently in the past couple of months um, with running, with building back a base and having consistency again and feeling strong and noticing improvements in my workouts and getting confident and happy with my races, even again, if it has nothing to do with a PR. What's up runners? This is the Personalized Running Doc. I'm a runner rehab specialist, running coach, and competitive distance runner. And throughout the early years of my running career, I was plagued with repetitive injuries and told by many a professional that it was my body's own fault, that my body wasn't built for running. So either I could quit or just live with the pain. I decided to choose option three, dive into the science behind running and training, which is what allowed me to return to running pain-free and continue chasing after my own PRs to this day. And now I'm gonna tell you all that I have learned along the way and how I coach my own athletes to do the same. This is the Up and Running Podcast. What's up, runners? We are officially back and beginning the 2024 season of this podcast. Where have I been and what have I been doing? Well, a big part of what I've been doing has been focusing on recovery and relaxation, but a part of that was also going on vacation, uh, going on actually taking the longest vacation that I've actually ever taken in my entire life, but especially while running a business. Um, I was gone for a little over two weeks and traveling to the furthest place that I have ever been. I went to uh, Southern Australia with Jordan and we visited family and friends there and had all of the wine. Literally, it feels like all of the wine. Uh, The crazy thing is we probably only uh, scratched the surface in terms of visiting the wineries that are in Southern Australia. Um, We had some amazing meals Uh, We actually had a really amazing experience at this um, restaurant that taught us a lot about wine and food at the same time uh, with overlooking into like the countryside where we were staying in a region known as the Barasa. And I was also catching up on a lot of sleep, Uh, sleeping normal hours of the night and then also sleeping a lot in the car because guess what guys? Australia is a really big country, uh, and their states are very large as well, and so there were many hours spent in the car. Do not think that you are going to be able to just casually drive around Australia and see all of the states. Uh, it is it is a very large country, and we, I mean, for us to get to some places, there were four-hour drives, there were two-hour drives, and was, a lot of time was just spent in the car. Um But it was an amazing trip, and it coincided with the break that I intended on taking through January, kind of stepping back from not only the podcast, but my newsletter and social media. I was still present on stories because I like sharing what I'm doing with you guys, but um, posting and kind of being uh, educational and inspirational and 
providing that uh, exciting content or engaging content um, was not a place that I wanted to put my energy into at that time. I wanted to conserve energy. I wanted to enjoy my vacation and come into the new year refreshed. And I did that purposely so that I could also just celebrate a lot of what I achieved last year, which was something that I talked about on the previous episode, um, was spending time actually celebrating what the previous year had given me and provided me because of all the hard work that I had put into it and the goals that I had set. Uh, Again, not all the goals that I set, I reached and I had to course correct. And you know what? That was fine because it ended up resulting in me leaning into what I really enjoyed by the end of the year and actually realizing that coming into the first of this year and then looking back at last year and then looking forward into what I want to accomplish for this year allowed me to realize I just kind of want to keep doing a little bit more of the same. So to kind of talk about my goals for 2024 because that was Part of what I wanted to chat with you about today was my goal setting process. Um, I'm going to keep it focused on health and fitness because that's why most of you guys are listening to this podcast and um, resonating with the content that I put out there is because you want to understand more of this sector. But understand that I also make goals around finances. I make goals around uh, my relationship with Jordan. I make goals around my business and my business goals are broken up into the finances, the sales, the operation, the marketing, the products. So I have lists on lists of goals for 2024, uh, simply just because they're broken down into itty bitty sectors. And that for me, laying things out that way helps me understand what I'm working on in each area. And it's really easy for me to also then go back and look at, okay, what have I accomplished thus far? What am I moving forward towards, um, moving forward towards thus far? And what do I maybe need to change and course correct? Or what do I need to work a little bit more on to kind of project myself forward towards these goals? So let's talk goals 2024. Um, so health and fitness goals for 2024. I have some objective goals in the gym. Um, and these are kind of outcome based goals, um, simply because the gym space for me right now, I, as much as I know a lot about strength training, I've been strength training for many, many years. It is a place where I am still somewhat of a novice in terms of my potential, I like my growth and my uh, ability to kind of tap into my potential. I haven't really done that yet because I haven't spent the time working on it in this, which is slightly different than how I've been in my running space. Uh, My running space, I have been working on that for decades and I have kind of tapped into the, like, because I've been working on it for so long, I have maybe come to the peak of my potential, um, Hopefully not. Hopefully there's still more room to grow, but because of the fact that I've like performed at such a high level in the past and continue to do so, my growth 
is going to be much slower, which means that I'm not going to see PRs, I'm not going to see objective number changes happen as frequently. And because of that, setting objective goals or setting outcome-based goals for running uh, is not what I want to do this year. I want to be a little bit actually like vaguer in what my goals are and what I plan to accomplish. Um, but in the gym, where I am somewhat of like, again, a novice still, and I have this untapped potential to kind of make these growth gains, um, growth gains, that's an interesting, <laughs> interesting English I have going on here. Sorry, guys, it is Sunday evening, and I am tired. Uh, coming back from Australia, that was a roller coaster because there is a 15 and a half hour time difference and it was 30 plus hours of travel. Uh, so me getting onto the right time zone has been a struggle to say the least. Um, so I apologize if I ramble like I am now a lot on this podcast as well as have poor English or yeah, make poor grammar. Uh, whatever it may be. <laughs> but you get my point. So because I have this untapped potential in the gym, because I have not spent the same amount of time kind of working on that, I have not uh, kind of pushed myself to the same kind of threshold as I have in my running, I can make some objective goals and probably I may hit them, I may not, but I can make some objective goals and kind of push myself towards those and know that they're again, a little out of my reach, but not so much so that like it's going to um, push me too far. And so strength goals for 2024 are based off of mainly lower body stuff. Um, I actually am now thinking that there's an upper body goal that I want to put while I'm talking with you guys. Uh, but uh, lower body goals are, I want to be able to front squat 120 pounds, uh, three by five reps with good form and no pain. So pretty much all of these, it's three by five reps, um, for the most part and good form, no pain. Uh, I want to be able to do a single leg, leg press. Um, so single leg, leg press on, uh, with 300 pounds. And I want to be able to deadlift 150 pounds. Now, again, if somebody is primarily strength focused, those goals are going to seem for, again, my athletic potential, probably on the lower end of what I could potentially get to. Uh, they're not crazy. They're not... Um, super high. And then other, other people may look at that and be like, wow, that would be a lot of weight. Um, these are goals that for where I am or where I was prior to vacation and prior to my, my break, um, seem realistic to me. And they may be goals that I hit sooner than the next year. Um, maybe I'll hit them in the next six to eight months, or maybe I will hit them um, towards the end of the year. I don't know, but that's what I essentially want to focus on. I want to focus on getting my front squat to 120 pounds. I want to focus on getting my single leg, leg press, uh, to 300 pounds. And I want to be able to deadlift 150 pounds. All of these, I would like to be able to do them for three sets of five reps, uh, with good form and no pain. Um, I'm not, well, I'm not into max 
uh, weight simply because it's not something that I kind of functionally need uh, with training as a runner. Um, me being able to max out at a extremely high weight um, does not really benefit me directly right now in my training, especially as an endurance athlete. Uh, so I'm not trying to go for my maxes here, which is why I have those three by five reps. Um, that is still going to be a very high amount of load in a very short um, brief period. But there, again, it's not me trying to just do a one rep max, um, which is not, again, necessarily relevant to runners in general. But now, like I said, talking with you guys, I realized I have an upper body goal that like I probably should put down and that is to be able to do like three pull-ups without assist. I would love to be able to do that. Um, so I'm going to write that down after we get off this podcast because that is actually something that's important to me as well that I've always wanted to be able to do never actually put like the time or the work or the effort into doing it so you know what this year is the year guys 2024 I will try to work on being able to do three consecutive pull-ups without assist um so again these goals for my strength goals I am making these outcome-based because in the gym, I feel like I don't have, I, I have not tapped into my potential there. I feel that there is a lot of room for me to grow in this area. Uh, and so I can put some number-based goals on these things. I'm not working on one rep max. I'm working on just building a lot of strength. Um, I really love working on lower body strength. Uh, it makes me feel strong in the gym and also when I go for a run. Um, and it no I know that it's supporting my ability to run and uh, finish fast um, in my races and things like that. And so I want to continue to work on that. Um, and then, there, yeah, there's kind of just an ego thing of finally being able to do a proper pull-up um, without assist. And so I want to be able to do that as well. Though lats and upper body are also very important in your running form in terms of your arm swing and having good control and coordination there. Uh, you're also going to get a lot of core with all of these movements that I'm talking about as well. And that is also very important when it comes to running. So those are my strength goals. I had mentioned in the last podcast that I would kind of talk about how I plan to get there. And I realized after kind of saying that, me talking about like my plans for the next six months maybe a little bit too much and too long for this podcast. Um, and honestly, it may be a little, little bit overwhelming. It sounds overwhelming to me and it may be overwhelming to you to kind of hear that process. And so I'm going to more so actually over the next year and um, during the podcast, each month kind of mention what my kind of goals are during that month that are focused on how I'm going to reach these 2024 goals. So if that made sense, I am each month moving forward during one of the podcast episodes, I'm going to talk about how I'm going to prioritize certain habits or activities during that month to progress towards my 2024 strength and health and fitness goals. So for February, as it revolves around my strength goals, 
what I plan to do is essentially just get a baseline. Um, so over the next like three-ish weeks, um, because February is a very short month, uh, I am just going to get a baseline for my front squat, for my leg press, and for my deadlift coming back after vacation. I'm also going to get a baseline now for the pull-up as well. So what that means to me is over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to focus on my front squat, my leg press, my deadlift, and my pull-up. I am going to start off each set. I'll probably end up doing four sets um, whenever I do these exercises, and the first set will be a warm-up set. It'll be lightweight, focusing on form, and then the second set, I'll add a little bit more weight. And then the third set, I will add a little bit more weight. And then the fourth set, I will add a little bit more weight. Um, and each time I will do three by five reps, or sorry, I will do five reps in each of those sets. And that'll essentially kind of give me a rough baseline of essentially where I feel comfortable um, for my, my starting point for the front squat, for the leg press, and for the deadlift, as well as the pull-up. Um, and this will tell me, for the pull-up, I will essentially kind of be doing the inverse. I won't be adding weight. I will be decreasing the amount of assist and kind of seeing where I essentially max out. Um, and I'll do that for each of these exercises, kind of testing where I max myself out. And this is what will kind of allow me to figure out my where my numbers are currently uh, coming back and probably losing a little bit of fitness while I was away. Uh, I did work out while I was away. I ran and I did some body weight work and we biked sometimes and we went hiking, but I didn't do that with the intention to gain any fitness or even maintain fitness. It was simply because I enjoy moving my body. We were in a really nice climate and I wanted to celebrate that. I wanted to be outside. I wanted to enjoy that um, and have those adventures and be able to celebrate that I can use my body in this way to kind of support my vacation and create those happy hormones so that I start and start each day with like a good mood um, or end the day with a good mood because I was able to have um, those little moments to myself or with Jordan. Now, moving on to running goals. Again, in running, I have been doing this. <laughs> I have been running for almost 20 years. Uh, which is crazy. Um, it's been, yeah, 19 years that I've been running. And I have ran at a pretty high level. I have performed at a pretty high level. And so as I get older, um, there is the question of, have I already reached my potential? Or, am, or do I still have a little bit more that I can tap into? I'm really hoping uh, and going to continue to work on um, increasing that potential so that I can continue to get better in the sport because I do think I have it in me. I, I am a pretty determined person and I work hard when I really want something. Um, but regardless, I, I have kind of almost maxed out my potential in this arena. And so me making objective goals um, and outcome-based goals 
with numbers involved uh, around racing specifically is not going to be something that benefits my mindset or actually my joy in in this sport. It's going to make things just a little bit icky and I honestly don't have any other word for it right now so it just it doesn't feel good and it puts a lot of pressure on me especially when I share these things um on a social platform I know that and I think all of us should remember that all of our friends and family and supporters uh don't care what we actually run like no one cares uh but there can still be the kind of thought in the back of your mind that you still want to perform and you still want to be the best version of yourself on these days when you have these people in the background supporting you. And so that's kind of how I've been feeling when I have shared these big crazy goals and put a lot of number-based goals in the past around the marathon and the half marathon or things like that. And it's not that those goals don't still exist. Like I still have them in the back of my mind, but I think for my mindset and for my ability to remain in this sport and not kind of burn myself out, I need to remove that from what I'm focusing on for this year. When I look back at my running this year, I need to make it a little bit more focused on the effort of me just showing up and staying consistent versus an outcome. So that being said, over the next year, I want to maintain a consistent base. And that for me is usually around like four to five hours per week of training. Um, that's including my running and my strength training. That's not just all running, but all um, having a combination of that. And that's usually around like five hours a week of training. Um, and that's a pretty moderate amount um, for for me. And I want to be comfortably around like the 30 to 35 mile range Um, with one or two speed workouts a week and for me again this is this is my goal and this is not necessarily where somebody else should be and it may sound like a big reaching goal for somebody else it may sound like uh, again I'm not pushing myself into what my potential could actually be Um, but this is a mileage range that I have always felt really comfortable with since college it is just something that feels really easy for me to do consistently Um, and so I'm not saying that I won't run a little less some weeks and I may run a little bit more some other weeks Um, definitely around camp time I will absolutely be kind of going a lot higher than this uh, this year especially if I'm heading into it healthy, which is one of the reasons that I want to maintain this consistent base. Um, But overall, I want to kind of look back at my year and see that I have done this mileage base consistently. Um, I think last year, again, I had a lot of ups and downs because of the fact that I had to change goals and change kind of like focus mid-year and realizing that like what I was training for I didn't have the time or capacity for and it wasn't necessarily as important as some other things that had come onto my plate at that time um and then on top of that I got injured and so there was a lot of like up and down through the middle of the year last year and I want to mitigate that And so how do I mitigate that? I choose a really comfortable goal for myself. Again, this goal isn't for me overreaching and and it's not supposed to be about overreaching. Me 
creating this consistent base isn't necessarily going to, again, improve my fitness at all. It's simply just about maintaining a constant um, and staying like solid in that constant without risking injury um, or burnout during the next year. Uh, And then giving myself a range of one or two speed workouts a week. I'm starting with one. My coach and I just spoke about our our plan for training over the next month um, with coming back and my schedule being a little bit different, me coming back now. Um, but I am starting with one workout a week because that is what feels sustainable right now without, again, me risking kind of like jumping in too quickly. Um, and again, me coming back from not really running as frequently or strength training as frequently, I am taking it slow. My last two runs have been with the dogs, uh, Aria and Sagan, and they have been at a pretty like chill pace for the three of us. Um, we have taken a lot of like stopping breaks for them to pee and sniff all of the blades of grass or all of the, the dead leaves that are on the side of the road right now. Um, and that is fine. And my the, the main point was just to move my body and kind of get back into the groove of running back home and adapt to the weather change that uh, happened from going from summer in Australia to winter here. Uh, and that feels good for me right now. So that is goal number one for um, running. What do I plan on doing over the next month to kind of build myself to that and and get myself to that around four to five hours a week and 30 to 35 miles a week um, with one to two workouts a week? Well, first step was talking with my coach, putting that plan in place of like, hey, this is what I want my schedule to look like and this is what I have the capacity for right now. And his answer was great let's work on that um and he puts the he takes the effort and uh decisions decision making out of it for me and just kind of puts it on a plan of like what I should be doing um and so over the next like three three three-ish weeks I'll be working on building myself up slowly back to a a consistent level um and testing out again like a little bit of a new schedule because my my work schedule I have changed slightly and so we're going to kind of see how this works for us over the next um three weeks and how consistent can I be with this new schedule uh and and going from there so right now for the goal for February is just slowly uh getting back into it and following the training plan as it is laid out for me, um, openly communicating with my coach if like things are working versus not working. Um, and part of the, again, following the training plan is being flexible with the training plan, knowing that, again, if I don't communicate, if I'm having a really tough week or have a lot of work on my plate, then and my coach plans something and thinking that I have the time, the availability, well, then it is my fault for not kind of being upfront and being honest about what actually I am available for. Uh, so yes, the next month is simply going to just be focusing on trying to follow the training plan as closely as possible, but being flexible when I need it, um, openly communicating with my coach for him to help modify it when needed. And again, then reflecting on the month of February with this new training schedule as well, if it's working for me or if we need to change things up a little bit more. And hopefully by 
February, I will be, again, at this this base level that I want to be training at. Um, I'll probably be a little bit under. I'll probably be like in the 25 to 30 mile per week range. Um, and I will definitely still be doing only one workout a week. Uh, but moving in the right direction. And that's all that matters. My second goal uh, for running this year is to work on my top end speed for the 800, the 1600, aka the mile, and the 5k. Um, I don't, I am not writing time goals. Do I have time goals in my head? Yes, I do. There are things that I would like to achieve in all of those uh, races. Will I write them down or say them? No. Why? Not because I they're they're too too big or too scary, but again because I need to take the pressure off of myself. I need to simply focus on just doing the work and showing up, um, and enjoying racing again, which is I have started to enjoy it, um, even when I haven't hit a PR or run something that like was incredible for myself, um, and that is what is important. So how will I know at the end of 2024 if I've improved my top end speed? Well, of course, it's going to be number-based and objective um, that I will be faster in my workouts. I will be faster in my races. Um, I will be, con- like again, consistently hitting those splits at a, at a faster click. So we will know that my top end speed has improved in these different areas. Um, so yes, there are numbers that would be involved in this, but we're not going to, well, we're, not we're, but I'm not going to put the pressure on myself um, by putting those numbers out there of where I would love them to be because I need the flexibility and I need the um, the freedom to kind of know it's okay if I don't reach those goals because guess what? If I don't, guess what will be a goal for 2025? To continue working on my top end speed in these areas. So yeah, it's just going to end up continuing from there. So what am I going to do in February? Uh, Kind of similar to getting a baseline with um, my strength training, I am going to essentially... um, just get a baseline in my workouts, uh, not to test my fitness, but just to kind of like, again, know the numbers of like, okay, I'm doing this workout this week. Let's see kind of like what my, what I can sustainably average in these splits for this workout and go from there and kind of just get the data points, get the numbers, um, in the back of my mind so that I kind of know moving forward. And I'll probably keep them logged in kind of my, my sheet that I have for my goals. Um, but again, I'm not going to log them with the expectation of them kind of like specifically moving in one direction. I'm just going to log them for the ability to reference them. Um, third running goal, incorporate more trail and mountain running during the summertime. So this is something that I can't exactly work on just yet, but I can in some ways uh, in terms of what I'm doing in the gym. And so that means how, how does that relate? Well, for the month of February, I am going to 
with the strength stuff that I normally do, I'm going to just be working on movements that would be supporting trail running and mountain running. Uh, so that's a lot of step ups. That's a lot of step downs. That's a lot of lateral based movement, um, with doing some lateral lunges and doing some hopping drills and some power and speed training with, um, doing like certain step ups and, uh, depth drops and things like that. So, for February, I'm going to just be focusing on what I can do in the gym that's going to translate to my legs being strong enough to do some trail and mountain running during the summertime um, because I can't exactly do that just yet because there's snow on the mountains. Um, and there are people that like to do that uh, and have the time and flexibility and um, less of a fear response with like slipping on ice, but that's not me. Um, so I'm going to focus on what I can do in the gym to support that goal for the summertime. And then my last goal, actually, I have like a question mark next to it because I don't know. I'm not sure if I want to do it just yet. Um, but run a full or a half marathon. Um, maybe I will by the end of the year if I'm like in a different headspace. I'm going to kind of just see how the next six months go. Um, so recheck in in June and July and see, okay, have I been maintaining this consistent base? Am I doing one or two workouts a week at this point? Um, how has my like focus on the faster races been going with doing some track workouts and doing, um, some track races and 5k road races and then kind of check in and see, okay, what is my goal now? Is my goal to continue doing more of the same? Like, am I really enjoying this and just want to keep working on this? Then I will keep working on this. If I'm like, ah, no, maybe I actually would really like to kind of like just throw a half on the schedule, um, because I know that it's coming up. Sure. I might do that. Uh, so I'm kind of, again, leaving it open, leaving it flexible. Um, and simply because I do love running long distance, like it is a really fun thing for me to do is just like, kind of like throw something on the schedule. And I'm realizing with going through these goals, uh, or when I set these goals that in the past, uh, when I transitioned to half and full marathons, um, and even when I was running the 5k and the 10k, I did have time goals and I did have, again, these objective outcomes that I wanted to see in my running. Um, but I didn't put so much intention or effort or focus on them. Again, my, my main intention and focus and effort was on how much enjoyment I just got out of showing up and doing the work. And showing up and being with the company of my teammates or my friends that were doing um, these workouts with me. And so that's, again, one of the reasons why in running, I'm moving away from doing these objective outcome-based goals and just focusing more on staying consistent and doing more of the same. Because this is what has worked for me in the past and I think will work for me moving forward as well. Again, kind of moving into this territory where I'm kind of hitting the peak of my potential. So I hope all of that made sense uh, in terms of what my goals are in strength and in running um, for health and fitness and how I'm going to start to work on them. 
basically for strength training, I have objective goals uh, simply because I haven't tapped into my potential there in terms of the numbers that I really could kind of get to in my lifetime with getting stronger. Uh, And so I do have some objective number-based goals to work on. Um, Nothing one rep max because, again, I don't feel that that is something that is necessary and uh, relevant to running. Um, A lot of these movements I am using are relevant to getting stronger as a runner and being more resilient as a runner. Um, And so over February, I am going to essentially do some testing in the gym to kind of figure out where I am. For running, I communicated with my coach. I am going to slowly start to build my base back up um, and just work on staying consistent with the plan um, without jumping in too quickly. And um, going to start to, again, get some data points in my workouts of like where my top end speed kind of is right now after coming back from a little bit of a hiatus with vacation. Uh, I'm going to utilize what I'm doing in the gym to help me build some strength and build some, again, durability and resilience for when I do get the chance to do some trail and mountain running during the summertime. And for my ability to run a half or a full marathon, it's just going to kind of fall back on my ability to stay consistent in my training over the next X amount of months. Uh, So that kind of goes back to the first goal of just staying consistent and building my base back. And so I'm just going to fall back on what I'm doing there. Um, So yeah, that is kind of everything that I wanted to talk to you guys about kind of goal setting um, and kind of like explaining why I have these different kind of goals and breakdowns of these goals. I do also have like some goals um, for my heart, mind, and soul. That's how I describe them. Um, And one of them is based off of like taking time off, uh, which is really hard as a sole business owner, sole entrepreneur, sole proprietor. Um, It's really hard for me to take time off because one, I love what I do, but two, when I take time off, there's no one else to do what I do. So I do have kind of, I want to take four full weeks off this year and I'm already on the right track with technically the the vacation in um, January was two so here we go we're taking some time off we are and we are pulling away from work um, to actually enjoy the fruits of our labor because I work this hard to be able to enjoy time with friends and family and my partner and I need that to be able to have the energy to then come back into work and really enjoy what I'm doing for work. Um, I want to read three books. I used to love reading and then reading became mainly about reading research and reading textbooks and things like that for school and I kind of fell away from enjoying reading and so though there are some intellectual books that I want to read this year, I also want to read a little bit more fiction because that has been um, uh, just an area of books that I do enjoy and so I want to read three books this year Uh, and I guess I will start this month. I will have to pick the book that I want to read this month and kind of go from there and actually commit to maybe starting a habit of reading at night. Um, I'm going to participate in three continuing education courses. There are already two, one, one coaching course um, for running and 
um, another uh, like rehab-based course that I've had my eye on for a while. Uh, it's just a matter of like me scheduling in the time into my busy schedule um, to take those courses. And so honestly, February isn't going to be the month for that because this is the month of me just getting back into the groove and there's there's been a lot of things on my plate. Um, I'm actually doing a lot of back-end work this month to start getting ready for Revive 2.0. If you guys don't know what that is, that is my female running retreat. Um, last year was the inaugural, inaugural year uh, and this year will be year two and so I'm actually working on finalizing some uh, dates and things like that for this year. And so that is kind of like my project for February. So maybe in March, I will kind of look towards what that means um, for me, maybe starting a new continuing education course. Continuing education course. And then I want to spend more time in the mountains and the beach. This kind of kind of falls uh, into me doing more trail and mountain running. Um, but then also think we only went to the beach like I think I went only maybe like a handful of times um last year and I went probably even less the year before uh and so I wanted to spend more time at the beach I love the beach I love the ocean um even when we were in Australia again we were so busy uh we did so many things and we we spent so many times in so many different areas and we had so many people to see that we spent maybe one hour at the beach two separate times um and that's nothing spending an hour at the beach is nothing so just want to spend more time by the ocean the ocean is so calming i love it uh mountains again something that just makes me feel like there's again something bigger out there and it feels really nice to be in nature so this coming year i'm going to spend more time at the beach and the mountains uh and we're working on when we're going to go skiing. So check on that goal thus far is kind of making a plan to go skiing. So hopefully in end of February, beginning of March, we'll be heading up to the mountains for a little bit and then spending more time uh, in the summer when it comes to hiking, trail running, and then just going to the beach because obviously it's much nicer going to the beach when it's actually warm and you can go in the water versus I'm not one for cold plunging. <laughs> so the last thing that I wanted to finish up today's episode on was because this episode is actually launching on February 14th, Valentine's Day, I wanted to leave you with 14 reasons why I love running. So reason number one, it is my quiet time. It is, even if I'm like listening to a podcast or listening to music, or maybe I'm not listening to anything at all, it is it is the time where it's just me and the road or the trail. Uh, and it's a, a moment of pause for me where whatever I was doing before or whatever I have to do after doesn't matter. I just get to focus on this. I get to be present in this. Um, and so it the fact that this is a thing that can give me that moment um, is really important. It's a time that I get to spend outdoors. Uh, I maybe do five treadmill runs a year, if that. Um, I'm not one really to run on the treadmill. I don't like running on the treadmill. Those that love running on the treadmill and can can tolerate it, good for you. You have 
a different type of mind than me, but I get so bored on the treadmill. Um, I would rather run around my three quarters of a mile, uh, neighborhood loop a billion times and do it in multiple different directions than stay inside and run on a treadmill. So running gives me the ability to spend time outdoors, get that vitamin D, get some sunshine, all of those things. Uh, and it gives me the ability to explore new places. So that's actually one of my favorite things to do is, um, when I don't know a place or I don't know kind of like the area super well, I like to explore by going on a run. Uh, I always take my phone for safety's sake and to have a map as a backup to kind of figure out where I'm going. Um, but I did this multiple times when we were actually in Australia, uh, and just kind of took tours of the towns that we were in by going for a run. Um, and it, again, I think it gives you a different perspective and you get to see different things, um, than you normally would in a car. Uh, just because, well, you're not going as fast as a car, uh, and you have the opportunity to stop and kind of absorb your surroundings a little bit more um, when you're on a run. Uh, number four of the reasons why I love running, it has built my confidence. Uh, running just makes me feel strong. It makes me feel empowered. It makes me feel like a boss. Um, when I am kitted up and getting on the line or I am like getting myself all like ready to run my long run and I'm like putting on my sunglasses and I'm putting my hair up in the way that like, again, like either my space buns or I do this kind of like braid thing, braid bun thing. Um, it, it just makes me feel good. I feel confident when I wear these types of things or when I do these things. And so I really appreciate running for the fact that it has built my confidence and given me this empowerment in my body. Um, with that, number five kind of like pulls off of that. Running reminds me that I can do hard things. <laughs> there are many workouts that I have that I'm like, oh, this is going to suck <laughs> and it's going to be so hard or this race is going to be hard. God, if any of you have not raced an 800 meter race or a mile race, guess what? They are just plain hard. It is flash fire in the kitchen, um, like an oil based fire where like the fire just like explodes um, when you put the whatever in your pan, that is what it's like running an 800 or a 1600 meter. And that's what it's like doing those types of workouts. It is hard and it is grueling. Um, and it is uncomfortable. And guess what? I still do it. I can do it. And that again, resilience and that kind of grit, um, really helps again when I'm in other hard situations in my life. Uh, because if I can do those things, I know that I can handle other hard things. With that, it helps me manage my stress and anxiety. Um, it's not a replacement for therapy at all. It simply just helps to actually release that anxious energy um, and gives me the opportunity to kind of calm down before I can, or yeah, before I maybe talk about why I am feeling stressed or anxious. So it is not a replacement. Talking about your feelings and identifying them and kind of figuring a way to move forward with them or through them um, is still very much important, but running allows me the space to be able to get through that. Um, 
something that goes along, again, with managing stress and anxiety is having structure and rituals. Again, having the ritual of like how I put my, um, my favorite socks on before I go for a run or my sports bra or um, using the uh, sunglasses that I use the rituals that I have before I do a workout or I go for a long run or a race, all of those things, uh, the structure that it provides, um, just helps again for me to like plan out my weeks, plan out my days. Um, and that again provides some, a, a little less decision fatigue because I just know that what I need to do. And that comes with, again, you doing this over and over again, that you figure out what you need to do. Uh, Number eight of the reasons why I love running, the friendships that I've made. Some of the friends that I've made through this sport, I would have never made if it wasn't for this sport. Um, The people that I've met, I would have never met because of this sport. Um, And it has just brought so many wonderful people into my life that I am just very grateful for for them and for this sport for introducing us and giving us both this uh, innate sense of belonging with each other Um, which again leads me to my goal for number nine all of these goals are kind of like intertwined but running has given me a sense of belonging it has given me a community to fall back on it has given me a place to feel accepted and loved um not all of the time, unfortunately, because sometimes there are not so nice people out there, um, or people that are gatekeeping this sport, but for the most part, the people that are in my corner and in my space, um, the reason that I keep them in this space is because they have made me feel important and valued in this space and given me that sense of community and involvement and belonging. Reason number 10, running is something that I can take anywhere. Uh, So I was able to run on my vacation. I, again, anytime I'm in a new place, I go for a run. Uh, It requires minimal equipment. (laughs) It still ends up being a good amount of equipment. Um, So packing when you're a runner or when you're athletic just means that you're, again, doubling what you're having to pack. But It's a lot more accessible and you don't have to pack any weights or bands or anything like that or have to find a gym um, or pay for a gym involvement. You just have to go outside. And so it's something you can do anywhere. Uh, Number 11, I love that running is something that anybody can choose to become or anybody can choose to start up at any time. So anyone can become a runner at any time in any point in their life. It is such an accessible sport for so many people to be able to start, which is why we saw such a big boom, especially during the COVID years, um, because it was one of the things that people had the opportunity to to take up without taking up more space or risking um, any kind of like transference of COVID. And so I love that it is something that can be so inclusive and so opportunistic for so many people that are maybe interested in improving their health and their fitness. Um, Number 12 of why I love running is it has given me patience. It has taught me grit and it has helped me build resilience. Um, And so those three things, again, I think have really 
allowed me to become a stronger and better person, not only as, as a runner, but uh, throughout my entire life and in the other facets of my life. It's I, Running, I think, is definitely one of the reasons why I can run a business <laughs> and why I'm prepared to run a business because, again, it's taught me how to do hard things and it's taught me how to have patience when things are going up and down and not maybe taking a linear direction. Um, so I can have patience with that. I can grit it out when I know that things are tough um, and I can stay resilient during those hard moments because, again, running has taught me these things. Uh, number 13 of why I love running, uh, it provides me fitness and health. Uh, so these benefits of having stronger lungs and leg muscles and um, having this endurance and this healthy heart um, allows me to do other things that I really enjoy doing, like hiking and swimming and skiing and biking. Um, I don't ever have to question whether or not I think I could do some type of like fit activity that anyone else kind of like suggests going kayaking anything like that um I know that I could probably do it because of the fact that running has provided me this base level of fitness to to tolerate most things without kind of getting overly tired or winded um and that's a pretty great gift to be able to have for the rest of my life if I continue to run for the rest of my life which I plan to. And the last reason, the 14th reason why I love running is because it makes me a better and happier version of myself. I don't have as many ups and downs and I I then can just put last year on repeat but just a little bit better because I stay a little bit more consistent well that is today's podcast guys I really appreciate you taking the time to kind of listen to me ramble a little bit with me probably still being jet lagged I don't even know can jet lag last like seven days Maybe if it can, I'm probably still jet lagged. I'm still figuring out which time zone I'm on, what day it is, um, and getting back into routine. But again, I appreciate you hopping on, listening to my 2024 goals and essentially the month of February, how I plan to project them and kind of start working on reaching towards them. Uh, I appreciate you listening to the 14 reasons why I love running because this podcast is dropping on Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day, runners. Uh, I hope you get to express your love of running today by going for a run yourself. Or if it's your rest day and you're expressing your love of running by honoring your rest day and giving yourself the, the kind of like pause that you need to reach the new adaptations that you um are shooting for then enjoy your rest day um again if you are enjoying this podcast please be sure to share it with a running friend or just an athletic friend that is maybe looking to run more um the more that this podcast is reached obviously the more runners that can be helped um and supported in their running journey if you are also enjoying this podcast be sure to leave a review 
and put a some stars there um, in terms of what you are experiencing in this podcast if you are enjoying listening to it. Um, again, this helps for more people to be exposed and to gain support uh, for this podcast. But as always, if you have questions, if you have concerns, if you have comments, um, or you have a topic that you are looking for me to cover on the podcast, DM me on Instagram. I would love to chat or just come say hello um, at the personalized running doc on Instagram. Shoot me a DM and let's chat. But I hope you all enjoyed today and good luck in the next week on your running journey. Talk soon, runners. Mm-hmm.